Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkast mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. I miss those ghost towels. I really miss them already. Oh. Halloween with no candy. That's just this whole <laughs> fucking year. It's just spooky shit. No candy. Yep. Fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. Not even a Twizzlers. Nope. Uh, just nothing. Not, not even some 300-year-old... Not even like a little piece of saltwater taffy from the 1960s. Oh, yeah. That shit that might have been made by MK Ultra. You're not sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know that shit. Always finds its way into your bag somehow. <laughs> Are you... Wait, hold me? on. Yeah. Are we not are we not into taffy? No, I'm just talking about there was there was taffy. Yeah, there was okay. always like some weird ass candy that was like like some ancient piece of taffy or like lemon heads that Oh yeah, oh yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah. Like, had like Dwight D. Eisenhower's face on the package. What pure um, monster has intentionally given children black licorice, for instance, in the last twenty years? Right. What pure I like monster. black licorice. Yeah, but you're not giving it to kids. But children don't. Children yeah. don't. No, they no. hate it. Tastes yeah. like tastes like bitter it's root beer, right? Yeah. See, th- that sounds delish. I know it does. But Simply we're delish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what you should tell a child while you hand him the black mm-hmm. licorice. Next uh-huh. Yeah. Listen, you I'm piece be, of shit. You know what? I'm gonna be that maniac. Oh, I uh, can't Next wait. Halloween. All yeah. right. All right. All right. All right. Hello, everyone. Oh, hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Episode hypecast. Hypecast. Ah, it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. I oh. I I am guest Adam Ganser. Oh, Ganser! Thank you for Hello. having me. What a pleasure! Oh. Yeah. You fell Always. right into our trap. Yep. <laughs> now you. you're you're stuck here for the next hour or so. Yeah. yeah. Or so. I'm, I'm, or so. Yeah. Or no, so. I'm, I'm being optimistic about the yeah. hour, but let's give it a shot. <laughs> I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would. <laughs> <laughs> Just briefly. You are dance. setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> This has been a parade of fools already. Dave, <laughs> if you're going to hand out children to, candy to children, what are we doing facial hair-wise? Can you just Look, briefly I'm, describe it? Let's be real. I'm yeah. not going to hand out anything to children. Um, when I buy candy, it's for Dave. It goes, it goes right in the Dave gullet. Yeah. It goes, yeah. yes. It goes straight, yes. Right. Straight into the Dave. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I I don't know what fucking what life I would lead where I'm find myself handing out Halloween treats. Yeah. I don't know what nightmare I've I've passed into if that's the case, you know. I feel because mm-hmm. like I've ne- I've never lived anywhere where kids count on me to give them candy. No matter what you give them, it comes with an apology. It's just yeah. I'm very sorry. I'm sure you wanted a different thing. I don't know what you like. I don't care. 
and mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wish I could. I can't. I'm care. terribly sorry. Yeah. All here's I have a, but is, is are these Eilish tiny empty CD. bags of Skittles. For yeah. for realsies, uh, I grew I grew up in the country where there was like not another driveway for like a half a mile kind of area on Ooh. like a hill. Ooh. So like no one's walking up that hill. So like I've never ever been in a in a, a like a location that I could give Halloween candy to children. Oh. So I don't know what it I don't know what would it would be. I'd freak out. I'd lose I'd lose my nerve or something. Yeah. Maybe you should write out a plan in case it ever happens to you. Yeah, you have a bug yeah. out a bug out bag of candy to just yeah. fling at the children as you escape. That's a good idea. This is yeah. just, a good idea. This is just one of those winter maintenance tasks maybe you do mm-hmm. in your downtime, like a will. Also yeah. candy <clears throat> candy to children plan, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you what, just, what you do is you get a bunch of those chocolate oranges so that, you know, as you're making your getaway, you can whip them for maximum damage. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah. Those, those things. Are, that's basically those things a will baseball. fuck you up. Yeah, that's just that'll that'll take a kid right off its right off its feet. Put them in the freezer if you really don't care about anybody's yeah. future. Just like, knock really those kids right off their horrible feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm whipping candy at kids, yeah. I probably if. am not worried about their future. Win, sorry, win. Yeah, thank you. Win, yeah. Appreciate it. Also, mm-hmm. you should have yeah. said mustache. We could have ended this much faster. Mustache would have ended the whole conversation. Would it? Would it have? No. Mm, no. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I, I just right. enjoyed the right. idea of him trying to do that. All right. I can <laughs> why don't we, why don't we, uh, we, Dave, we have some producers to, to thank. You want to thank some producers, Tom? I would love if we would do that. All right. Well. Hey producers, I'm 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 speaking directly to you. Mm-hmm. Everybody else can c- cover their ears if they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, special <laughs> Every, thank everybody you. Everybody else mute the podcast. Nobody yeah. listen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's optional. I'm saying it's optional. If you're a producer, you have to listen. Right. Well, yeah. That's your burden to yeah. carry. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, uh. Big thanks to Bob Grenville. Mm. Yeah. Thank Thank you, Robert Grenville. Uh, martial law is a superhero. Thank you very much. Thank the, you to Etch. The Tekken character? <laughs> Etch. What? Uh, Etch. Is it, is it the Tekken character? Etch is know. a Tekken character? No, a martial be. law. No, martial, martial law. law yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Let's move. Look, you can imagine Look, we're Etch, moving, man. We're Etch moving. has threads. Like he just has lots of threads. Like he's a like he's a fucking costumer in his free time. I can see it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If Edge, if you're a costumer, let us know. Yeah. Thanks to Steven. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you to Down Home Chicken. Pukak! Wow. Uh, thank you to Julia Dorner. Thank you very much. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank you. Mm. As always, thank you, Asking Seven. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Uh, a thank you to Happy Ed. Uh, you're glorious. Thank you to the guy with a head, just not where you want it to be. Mm. <laughs> Sure. Real armpit Thank head, you. sitch. Yeah. Armpit head, yeah. yeah. Thank you. To, I was born to stare. Thank yeah. you. Mm. All right. Well, I'm going to jump in here. Thank you, Tiger Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson, for raindrops keep falling on my head. Not singing that. Thank <laughs> you, Chloe Rice. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Chloe. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank, thank you. Thank you to the Kool-Aid man. Says, fuck it. Use me to make a huge Molotov and burn it all down, comrades. Okay. Um, thank you to Guy with a Long Name. Thank you. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnson's time machine noise. Thank you. Thank you you to Pete Vorpagel. Rhymes with bagel. We we don't need that note anymore, the rhymes with bagel note, right? Unless it's part of the name. You're on top of this. I don't know. No, 
they when they gave me the name, they were like, it rhymes with bagel. So I just went ahead and put that in there, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's part of the name. Okay. Well, we can talk about that later. We could make a whole podcast <laughs> about it, really, if we really wanted yeah. to. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> um, and finally, thank you to Glitterous. Glitterous. Great name. Mm, uh, I, I'm just saying. Solid name. Approve. Yeah. Like, what if I get rid of rhymes with bagel and you're like, thank you to Pete. Ah, ah, thank you. Ah, <laughs> and you're like, you don't know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. That's an option. Yeah. That's one way it could go. Yeah, it's, one, uh, it's definitely one some, way it could some go. Some of these names have become real thinkers. Uh, just, yeah. Just a lot, of, a lot of contemplation happening on my end. Uh, more than gratitude, Good. quite frankly. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, are you... Are you Gentlemen, ready to talk about some trailers? So ready. All right. Yeah, this first you're one is damn right I am. Yeah. This this um this was a not a bleak week, but I was surprised by how little trailers were turning up. Uh, this first one is for The Prom. Mm. This is a musical with a lot of celebrities into it. In it, mm-hmm. um, uh, the music. I gotta say, the song and dance looks banging. Yeah, no. This is a oh. this is a Broadway production. It's just being made into a movie by uh, Ryan Murphy. Right. Um, I hate the story. I, sure. There, I don't know who likes this. Well, all right. So the story is, it's a small town where a a young girl wants to bring her girlfriend to the prom, and they cancel the prom, and these Broadway like um, stars learn about it. And they go to this small town in the middle of America, and they set them straight. Uh, and they're like, "No, we're gonna have the prom." And what bothers me about this isn't the LGBTQ people having a prom. Obviously, it's the like rich boomer liberals here to save the day. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah. Uh, because it, I, I wrote it's, in it's the like notes, a, it's this... in Indiana, and they come all the way from Broadway. They're like, "This right, is bullshit," and, they... and that's fine. And they, like, immediately are like, oh, fuck Indiana. Like, the first thing they say about it is, like, we're going to be the biggest thing since whatever has happened in Indiana. And it just feels a little smug because I, I, I had researched this previously. There have been, like, LGBTQ proms canceled in small towns. Sure. And usually they're saved by the people in the small town. Right. In one case, in Jacksonville, Florida, it was a local church was like, fuck, no, don't cancel their prom. This is a this is a thing. And it doesn't take like rich boomers from the city to come and help the, the, the dumb small towners. They usually have the kids protest and people in the town. So like if they had done this as a... A uh, musical about the kids in the town being like, "No, we're gonna have an LGBTQ prom, and let's get together and do that." I think that'd just be more compelling than let's have these rich, uh, old ass celebrities come launching into town to save the day. Uh, Dave, if you don't mind, I'm gonna make a a fairly artistic comparison here. I think that you'll agree with. Have you ever, okay. have you ever seen Angels in the Outfield? Yeah. So if they had a whole fucking plot that was happening in heaven with Christopher Lloyd where like he was trying to solve his own problems as an angel, winning the pennant for the angels, you would mm-hmm. not enjoy sure. that, right? You would not enjoy that part of the story from Angels in the Outfield, would you? I guess not. No, I wouldn't. I mean, unless it was really weird, then I might for the weird reasons. Yeah. But in general, that's a distraction from the main story, which is let this child have a baseball win for God's sakes, right? That's the whole idea. The problem uh-huh. with this movie is 
that it should be about these kids and their prom and the these we are obligated because of the nature of the characters and the stars playing these characters to spend more time on their needs than we want to right. in a movie they, like this. It, it feels like they take center stage. Yes, they uh, clearly about, do. They clearly do. Yeah. And there's like the comparisons I was making was like pump up the volume or footloose. They're both uh, uh, small town revolutions of the kids. Um, which are brought on by like an outsider kid right. who like works up all the other kids. Like, let the fucking kids have a movie. That's that's really what it comes down to. Like Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep and fucking James Corden are blasting in the small town. Like, ah, we're gonna fix you. And it's like, ugh. it just, it, yeah. Like the kids, it, it feels like they literally like get in the way of the teenage characters. Uh, in the trailer where it's like, and it's their story. And it's like, but it's not. Yeah. You're right. I think it's an excuse to bring Broadway to the silver screen, which is the opposite. Yeah. Of, I mean, I do want the footloose version of this story. I think that's kind of good. Yeah. You know, I also like, there's something, I don't know. I can't put my finger on what it is that bothers me about it. There's Mm -hmm. something about making this about Broadway, like not even just the people, but Broadway. That seems like I don't understand what we're like. Why is it about Broadway? why Broadway? What are, like I don't get it, that. It comes off to me. It comes off like kind of smug because it's like Broadway celebrating itself, right? I guess yeah, I think um, it's I get I, the only thing I can think of is that it's serving as a way to explain why this is a Broadway show, but like most other shows don't do that. Like we don't right. We didn't. We didn't need Broadway stars to come into uh, I don't know Hamilton for us to explain right. why it's a musical. There's not a the single... newsies. The newsies didn't need to come from Broadway. Right. No. Uh, although it wouldn't have hurt. Wouldn't have hurt the movie. Yeah, it wouldn't, <laughs> hurt. it wouldn't have hurt. There's not a single musical that's ever existed that needed to explain how. Right. Exactly. Because they're all impossible. Not a single yeah. one could happen. It's a movie. What are we talking yeah. about here? You know, like, do I need Broadway to come in and explain why the Terminator works too? What the fuck are we doing uh, here? Well, I mean, yes, I really I want to see that I, movie. Yes, you. <laughs> yeah. You'll never make a man I'd out say, of me, right? <laughs> the only I, think, I am a Terminator. I think if you're going out of your way, like a goddamn battleship. That sounds amazing. well. Have you seen? They did a um, production of Terminator Two using Shakespeare uh, dialogue. You can find that online. I could. So all the dialogue is Shakespeare style. So like Asta La Vista baby is parting is such sweet sorrow instead. Oh, I see. And so yeah, on yeah. and so forth. Yeah, it's pretty good. I bet that's um, I bet that's cool. I still you know, I want to see what they decide the musical number is for the T1000. You know, yeah. like, I just want to know what that is. Uh Yeah, a know. Terminator musical, I think we all deserve that. I'd way rather see that than any future Terminator. Like, mm-hmm. give me a musical before I see another fucking Terminator. Don't care what it yeah. is, just musical, please. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that might be equally likely at this point. It might also, well, it's definitely going to be fucking better. Hey, give Mel, let, let Meryl Streep be in it. I'm all for that. Why not? Sure. You know? Yeah. Let her be a Terminator. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Make her be an iron bone future assassin. Why not? God, a Meryl Streep Terminator. Yeah, Dave. You see how this It just makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah. You, yeah. You, all we really needed was to workshop it. It wouldn't it didn't mm-hmm. even take that long. No, not really. Yeah. No, and we're perfect, so we did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are. Yeah, perfect. I, this I this fucking musical. Yeah, I I don't know. 
I didn't. Uh, I don't know how to. St- there's like a bunch of thorny Again. issues I want to talk about, but I don't know how to without being. Like I didn't like the casting of this, for age and also for like, like why is the why are all the the Broadway people old white people, right? Exactly. That's weird. <laughs> it, uh, again, it, it just feels like it just feels a little smug. It feels like a movie like in like the it's the same of like a movie about making movies you know mm-hmm. where like everybody loves it and it's a it's like it's the george clooney's acceptance speech about how hollywood is so progressive it's just <laughs> and, and it's fucking not right of course <laughs> yeah right. exactly and so it just feels like i don't know who made this musical i don't know what the plot is but just based on this trailer it feels almost parody like where it's like these kids like it starts with like the kid having uh the prom canceled and it's like oh cool like uh, this is going to be like a footloose type thing and then it like hard cuts to all these rich white celebrities like i heard in in nowheresville alabama there's a prom canceled we must go save them and then it's just them singing and dancing and it's like what the fuck i also uh, let the kids let the kids have their fucking musical i yeah well right i also think this is like the wrong kind of musical uh like i would way rather see you know what i mean like it's very like sort of old school show busy musical mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, why sure. why is that the answer like why, why can't we find know. a new uh and it's not even about the old people in it it's about like this is a boring musical right yeah i do i do stand by the fact that i the song and dance looks banging does uh, it? I, I, yeah, it does to me. Okay. Uh, but but I get where it might not be the right fit or something. Right. Um, I can't. I, like, I can't give you what the music should be for a high school musical right this minute. But like, mm-hmm. it can't be like old '50s '60s movies inspired show tunes because that's what it feels like it's going to be. It's like, I don't know. This... I haven't. I haven't seen enough of it. Yeah. It has a real cat's vibe though. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. <laughs> it has a real fucking cat's vibe. Oh you know? man. It does. Yes. It fucking does, Dave. Yeah. Why are you addressing this? Because, you, mean, because your voice said you didn't agree, that you didn't see the cats in it, and I'm telling you right fucking now, as soon as as soon as what's his name? James Gordon? What's his name? Mm, that's it, that is his name. Yes, James Gordon. He, well, he, as soon as he is he in came, both films. As soon as he came uh, yeah. hustling into this fucking picture, I was like, This is a cat. I feel it. I feel the cats. <laughs> all right. All right. He just slowly yeah, transforms fair. into a cat. I, like like we're not even seeing it. You know what I mean? Like he's growing fur, mm. like we're not even noticing it. Get out of here. Get the fuck so out gradual, of here. I got, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I got more like Chicago vibes off of I it. I wish it was yeah. that. Yes, I guess. for sure. Yeah. Did you guys ever see Once? No. Yes, I did. That's a, I really like that. that was I really like how idea. they pulled that off. That's an interesting idea. You know what I mean? Like, that's a creative yeah. musical. That's a really creative musical. That's what we should for be For people doing. who haven't seen it, it's a musical where all the music is logistically makes sense in the scenes. So it's about musicians working on a song together, basically. But they're but not all the singing, all, not all the numbers are just them in a studio. They find creative ways to make it uh, feel like a musical. Oh, I I think I can actually put my concern into words. So it's that we have this like somewhat diverse town, right? And like we're we're celebrating their diversity, which I think is a thing they say, right? 
They say that. I don't know. In the advertisement. And we're celebrating with like one of the oldest kind of show tunes we have. That's what's bothering me so much about it. Yeah, that's why I hate the music. Because it's like, what, wait, 50, 60 show tunes? What the fuck? Anyway, all right. I, well, I it, again, it, it, I, no, I get, I get what you're saying because it just all feels very boomer. It feels like a movie right. for boomers right, right. because it's it's the era of boomers music. It's rich boomers saving the day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like and it's like that. We need to stop that. Yeah. Um, we need like it's just it's like that's the key thing that really bothers me is the dynamic of like these wealthy boomers coming in, kind of talking down to this town and and not like again maybe the movie addresses or does something about this, but like it really, it was like the, it's the wrong group that should be leading the charge. It should be the teens. It, it, yeah. It, uh, it feels like in every single way, th- just flip the parties. Like, yeah. Just flip yeah. Them. yeah. I totally agree with that. Uh, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Let's move on from this. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting the hook, Dave. We're getting the hook. Just like <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right oh no Next. i love if there's a song every time i go over please i'd love to get shamed by song i'm into that yeah 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 i don't do a good john popper mm. um yeah next trailer is earwig and the witch uh this this trailer was in in japanese correct mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, yeah. Next, next studio ghibli film from uh goro um Miyazaki. The Mortal Kombat character? Goro Miyazaki. Oh. No, it's okay. uh, uh, Miyazaki's son. Cool. 100%. Uh, it's their first CGI one. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I had 100% no idea what was going on. I loved this. I thought it looked really great. Uh, I like the ideas and the visuals of it a lot. Uh, I like the little kitty in it. Yeah, sure. Like the Play-Doh looking cat. Uh, yeah, little I kitty. I kind of like the devil horn kid. I was, I, I, yeah. Like, yeah, I like the weird pigtails that were devil horned. I was like, I'm into this. I don't know what the deal is with this kid, but I like it. Uh, yeah. I also thought, it, like, not knowing the language became more evident to me that they cast somebody too old to play a child for the lead voice. You know what I mean? Like, that person felt like that woman's, like, probably 25, I'm betting, or maybe 30. And this kid's supposed to be 10. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's a little weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, um, the, for, so I looked up the the plot. Oh, thank you. It's an orphan girl who is adopted by a witch. That totally adds And up. like spooky house filled with cool stuff. Uh so yeah. That that checks out. Um yeah, I mean it's always a shame that, you know, they they obviously can't do stop motion I assume for budget reasons. Um stop motion? Or sorry. Um you mean cell, Wait, an- this- cell animation? C- cell animation. Sorry, I was confusing them with the um, with Leica. Leica, thank no, you. No, no, this is Studio um, Ghibli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like it's budget reasons still. I don't cell know. Cell animation. How can I, how I, can I, this be cheaper than that? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think it's it just, is. I'm, all this. Everybody is fucking going to CGI, mm-hmm. and so I just assume it's cheaper. Um, because why else would they be doing it? I think it's just the way the wind blows. It, I don't know. It might also, yeah. It might also be an easier workflow. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
with that that said, I'm sure they're going to be able to make it look really cool. It's probably way easier to pre-visualize in CGI. Like you can imagine mm-hmm. a world where the characters are in a space and you can kind of pivot the camera around it, whereas you can't really do that in animation, I don't think. So like in animation, yeah. you kind of have to know what you want to see in terms of angle and everything before you can look at it, whereas in CGI, you can actually make a space and then kind of manipulate the objects and find an angle. So yes. Yeah. Also, it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say. It, I was just gonna say it doesn't matter if the story is good. Sure. Anyway. Sure. Why? Why doesn't that matter? Wait, what? <laughs> I, I'm saying that CGI versus animation doesn't matter if you just if you made a good movie. Ah, okay. I see. I, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Right. If the story is good, that that decision doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I, they're not. Right. Uh, so if it's more if it's easier this way, more streamlined, just more studios are equipped for it. It makes sense to switch to CGI. I just you know. Yeah, uh, I, I, hope, I, I hope, like all I like all the old shit. Yeah, I hope they don't completely do away with it. But who knows? Yeah, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you would really miss it that much in like twenty years. Well, no, because I would be like. Do you mean me specifically, yeah, I, I or mean, like a child I mean, no, in twenty well, definitely years? Definitely a child wouldn't. But I mean, like us in twenty years, I feel like it's it's still we're still in like relatively close proximity to that as part of our youth and growing up. And like the further you get from that, the more I think you wouldn't you wouldn't really miss it much. Well, okay. I don't think I know what you're saying, um, but I and you're probably right. I hate it, but yeah. I well. You know, and like technology advances and all that, but like, I don't think of it the same way as we think of like black and white or movies without sound, you know, where like, I don't think CGI makes an animated children's film necessarily better either. And I'm sure you guys agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I feel like it's always going to be around the other styles. They're just harder. And like, especially when there's no reason to do it. I'm sure it's hard convincing a studio to do it that way. Yeah, it's just purely artistic. Right. Um, which, I don't know. I think it's... Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. This looks neat. I don't... Yeah. I, I uh, Is Earwig the name of this child? I hope so. It better be. Or I'm walking out. Yeah. Well, it's a <laughs> yep. child and a witch, so, well. you know. Process of elimination. That kid's name is Earwig. Right, but it's well in the synopsis. It says the orphan girl's named Earwig. Ah, So there you go. So a a yes would have sufficed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, could have saved a lot of time there. And orphan kids always, they always have the best adventures. (laughs) Sure, it almost makes you wish your parents died. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. for the adventure. Yeah, it's of it. like, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah your, your parents die, and then Hagrid shows up yeah. and tells you you're a wizard. That's the first thing. Exactly. That's really the first thing. Uh, then you get mm-hmm. great at chess, and like there's so many mm-hmm. things that happen. Yeah. yeah. Do they do that? Is it just because like the way storytelling works is you want to start your hero in a place where they're like really down in their luck? And if it's a kid's movie, they got like a real easy go to where they're just like orphan i think it's more that they want to have the kid be able to go on an adventure without any logistical restraints <laughs> you're that's, right i think yeah. both that's... things makes the child sympathetic. right because if hagrid kidnapped harry potter from a nice home yeah be really fucked up mm-hmm. you can't go on it you can't go on an adventure if your parents are bitching at you i mean you can right. you can right but it just it's a certain style of, of story yeah yeah i'm wondering if it has like some mythological origin 
Because it's also like uh, there's like a thing in old heroes myths where like the or the orphan and his un- like his uncle or whatever like lays down the family heirloom kind of thing. I feel like that's like a thing, right? Because wasn't Arthur an orphan, King Arthur? Maybe. I think I don't know. Wasn't he? I feel like I don't he's know. Got that I don't or- know he's got the orphan look to him. I mean, if I yeah, he's got that orphan. He sure look. does. Yeah, orphan. orphan I think sheep. there were a yeah. lot of orphans back in the day, right? Because sure, right. Right, like that's just natural causes. Like you just, yeah. you just get orphaned. Right. Uh, yeah. I, if I remember the Disney cartoon correctly, he was living with his uh, uncle, who hated him. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. I, yeah. yeah. And then Merlin came surfing in from the Bermudas. That's what I remember. Uh, he did come yes, from the he Bermudas, did. didn't he? He wore sunglasses and shorts. They snuck that I forgot, shit. I, I forgot about that until this very second. Had, I, gotta, I gotta watch that again. I haven't good. seen that shit in like 25 years. He had an owl named Archimedes, and Archimedes was yep. pretty bummed about everything. <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just remember the horny squirrels. Oh, the that's, squirrels. That's what I've always... Oh, shit. That squirrel wanted to fuck him so and bad. he broke that lady yeah. squirrel's heart. My God. He, she devastated so that lady squirrel. She says the line, Chiku. I remember how she said it. She goes, Chiku? And like, it's like this question like are you gonna do this to me you're breaking my heart this is what's happening (laughs) all right so when he turns back into a human Mm -hmm. is the squirrel still into it no oh no no that's right no no i'm hearing conflicted opinions no that's what that's what does it that's where the chicken question comes from that's the deal break she's she's there yeah there's so much there's so much hurt and betrayal in that one little chicken yeah it really is that is packed this is really fucked up for that squirrel Mm. that squirrel had uh an experience like most squirrels don't have that experience. Yeah. No, right? that, was a, that was a real existential crisis for that squirrel. That squirrel they don't normally encounter those. That squirrel became a love orphan. Is what happened. Yeah, yeah like, it, like yeah. it lost its love parents. That's it for that mm-hmm. that squirrel. Well, it's like if one of us got into a relationship and it was going well, and then they turned into like a shark, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, I don't know what to think about this anymore, <laughs> <Yeah>. Dave. <laughs> rarely, this is this is a real bummer for rarely me. Rarely do I say this, but perfect metaphor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Perfect metaphor. I really it is like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Clearly, I didn't understand all the rules in play here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What is this next yeah. movie? What is it? I don't understand. I, it. Sweet Home. Okay. Yeah. This next trailer is Sweet Home, which is apparently a show that's coming to Netflix. How is it a show? I don't know what it is. It's just it looks like it looks like a, a camera game. angle. It's a camera yeah. angle. Is all it is. Yeah, I can tell you what it is. I did not. So I refuse to look up synopses based on trailers because to me, a trailer needs to give me enough information that I want to watch it. Uh, Um, Yes, I I know that it's based off a webtoon. Okay, Uh Uh, it's it's. uh, I was looking at this for more hype, and then I realized it was getting a lot of hype. So I was like, "Well, it doesn't need (laughs) more hype." And you watched it, and Um, we're like, "No, (laughs) this is." This is a uh, 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 guy moves into an apartment, and there are people turning into monsters. Okay. End of synopsis. All right. It's like a. It's. I think it's like zombies, but uh, not zombies. They're like demons or something. So that's what we're watching: is someone get chased by one of them, and then he turns into one at the end. Okay. All right. That's that's what we're seeing. I kind of like how it was put together. It feels like a. Did any did either of you guys get like a early two thousands aesthetic vibe off a of it? Bit. Yes, it looked 
It looked like Monster House. Yeah. Yeah. I could yeah. have seen the Noid show up at the very end and like try to sell us Doritos or something. Yeah. Like right. That's, yeah. That. yeah. It does. It does. It does look like a commercial. Right. I mean, it is a commercial, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like I could, like I, I could yeah. have seen Chester Cheetah at the end, you know, knocking back an espresso or something, being like, "You've been asking oh, man. for me." What if Chester <laughs> Cheetah got just his soul taken over by a demon? That's probably already happened. I mean, why That's not? Already yeah. happened. That's, That's true, probably yeah. his origin. Yeah. What if? Ch- yeah. How else do? You, how else do you think he can wear sunglasses and tennis shoes, <laughs> man? Right. He made. He, yeah. he made a pact. Like. That's demonic possession. That's a regular yeah. cheetah. After the fact is what happened. There's a regular cheetah. <laughs> mm-hmm. A demon got involved. Chester's the after fact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're yeah. looking at. Demon cheetah. Demon yeah. cheetah. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, nickname. That's now. why he keeps telling you how demon. it ain't easy. It's not easy being cheesy. Like it's it's hell is what he's really saying. Yeah, no, his his soul is forever. It's just constantly burning. Mm-hmm. Or cheesy. <laughs> yeah, it's got a cheesy yeah, soul. Cheesy soul. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Sweet Home. Uh, I don't know. I'll watch this or not. I guess it looks. I mean, it's not enough. There's not enough yeah, to this, know this if is, this is good. Yeah, this trailer gives, gave me nothing. I will. Ex- I will yeah. accept another trailer from it. Uh, that's all I'm willing to grant it at this point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, do do we want to move on then? I would love. Feels to. Feels yeah. like we got this one locked up. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the Mauritanian. Okay. This is. Uh, What's going on here? This is a uh, it's Benedict. A, yeah, it's a Benedict doing a just a real, real, real southern voice, really going for real it. southern, real of, foghorn leghorn. There was one. So I, I was at first, I was like, I don't think I like this, and then, or like it just wasn't. I don't know. I was kind of like eh about it, and then yeah, there, yeah, was, sure. there was a detail that got kind of dropped it right toward the end of the uh, trailer that I was like, ooh. Which is when Jodie Foster goes, he's not a criminal. He's a witness. Well, he's a witness. That's yep. when I was like, oh, okay. So this is going to go somewhere. Uh, did, anybody right. watch the rep- did anybody watch the no, report? No, you were really excited no. about it. I just wanted you to tell me about it. Yeah, I almost fell asleep during oh. it. Um, I realized something while watching that is that these like war in Iraq, Guantanamo, post 9-11 era, Bush era, uh, political thrillers i don't know if they work uh and it might be because they seem quaint now in comparison because they're they're talking about problems that we never really solved and then added more problems you know so this like this has that feel where it's like uh where it's it's it, it, it i got heavy report vibes off this, of it where mm-hmm. it's like a political For thriller sure. about that era and it's like i mean you know what are they going to do? Make stuff about now? I, I fuck no, no, I don't want that. Like, this feels very centrist to me. Like it feels. Like, I don't well, know. So here are the dynamics we know are at play, right? So like we know that Jodie Foster and Shailene Woodley are defending these uh, accused terrorists because of a sort right. of ideological connection to doing the right thing, and this is our job. And it also happens to break their way. Because Guantanamo in like this is a movie that's like Guantanamo has always been an illegal eagle an, an illegal evil experiment right that's the idea and and mm-hmm. I'm sure I, I'm on board with that but like uh, yeah they're not wrong no they're not wrong but it's not like um, they're not adding anything to this conversation that 
changes my opinion and they're not evoking a, a they're not really doing anything evocative with this at all right Mm -hmm. not in yeah not in the trailer at least sure and i guess yeah i think you kind of nailed it there is that i'm not i'm not that excited about this for that reason is that like the moral conundrum of it in my head is made up already and so it's just i don't know um is this i assume based on a true story it says it in there it does yeah right in the right in the beginning yeah, so uh, I guess I'll watch it for that reason because it's not something I knew had happened. So I was like, you know, shit. All right, I'll I'll hear about it. Well, I, guess. I, I also just can I shout out a couple of details about this that I think are cool. So like one yeah. of them is uh, the Muhammad Muhammadu Aud Slahi, whose name I just butchered, uh, is the sure. guy from I think he's the guy from uh, a prophet. The lead actor from A Prophet. Have you seen that movie? No, no, Dude, I haven't seen that one. That movie is incredible. It's uh, it's like The Godfather, but it's like from 2009. It's fucking awesome, uh, and he's the lead in it. So like, I'm just stoked that he made it into a film over here. Like that kind of, I'm excited about that. Jody, that's Jody cool. Foster looking this age. Uh, for some reason, even though of course she should, it feels like I traveled through time. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Um, I, I, no, no, no. She's she's doing a Jeff Bridges. Uh, Jeff Bridges was the same way, is that he looked 40 and then suddenly aged like 20 years between movies. Yeah. And I think a lot of actors do that. Um, uh, what's his name from Get Out? Pulled it as well. Yes, yes. Bradley Whitford. Yeah, Bradley yeah. Whitford. Bradley Whitford. I think what it is is that, you know, when you're an actor, you dye your hair. Right, you, you do certain right. things. And then you get to an age where you're like, fuck, yeah, fuck it. it. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. And so to us, it happens overnight. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, you Can know, I, it's time. Yeah, it's time. I liked that. I, like, I wasn't bummed about it. I was just like, oh, wow. Ooh. Uh, meanwhile, Shailene Woodley's been the same age for 10 years, it looks like to me. Uh, right? Because when was The Descendants? Like, it's been a long time now. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, like 2009 or 10. She was yeah. a kid then, uh, and she still kind of looks pretty young. Uh now, can I so Benedict Cumberbatch? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I don't. I think he's like only thirty percent good. Can I <laughs> like like? I don't think right. he's that good. Like people, like movies seem to think like and like the guys like Anthony Hopkins in the nineties or something, right? Where it's like it's like <laughs> and Benedict fucking Cumberbatch, and you're like, right? And I'm like, I don't think he's. Like he's not fucking Daniel Day Lewis, man. He's fine. Uh, he's not a guarantee it's... that the movie is going to be good. That's for damn sure. No, yeah, that's that's uh, that can go in a- either direction. Right? Yeah. He he's not quite. Uh, he's similar to me, uh, Michael Fassbender. Where when I first saw them, I was like, "Oh, this is a career that's going to fucking blossom," and then it's like assassin's creed yeah and you're like right, right, oh, right, right, right. oh what are you doing what are you doing fast well, he Bender? paid a price and, for that I, I, i'm gonna go ahead and say like, yeah. he's paid the price for assassin's creed um and i first saw benedict cumberbatch in i i believe fucking um tinker taylor soldier spy uh and i was like what the fuck is this guy <laughs> uh and i was so excited and then like you know like fucking sherlock it's a lot of fun but yeah, ultimately, like 
he's I don't know. He's fine. Right. But he's he's sort of just an actor who does something very specific. Right. And like so right. I think that's a perfectly reasonable take on him. Movie trailers yeah. still believe that we should be hearing it like and Benedict fucking Cumberbatch. People are like, oh shit! Yeah, like like that's when the fog horns out their go wallets. Off. Yeah, yeah, like a couple of <laughs> a couple of motorcycles wheelie past and shit. Oh hell yeah! Like that's what we're supposed to think. And I a bear yeah. rides a tricycle, right? And like based on what? What's the project that's like? Oh yeah! What's that project? I think for him, it, it is very weird because like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, he's not the fucking rock. Is, he's never sent an eyebrow at me that uh, set my heart in flames. No. I mean, he's done, like, I like the imitation game. I like a, a lot of the I things he's done that's, that he's carrying. I like the ones he's carrying, but, like, generally, I, I get I get what you're saying. It's always been weird to me that he's also in Marvel. I always forget. Right. I actually liked him in that role, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, he's I mean, great. that's like 60% of actors now. Right, that's not, not, yeah, not that re- means not really, but like yeah, that means yeah. nothing. Like okay, because like he doesn't have a Silence of the Lambs. Like Anthony Hopkins had the same problem in the nineties. Let's be honest, where like he'd show up in movies and do his like stilted maniac Englishman thing, and everyone's like, oh. But like, has he, he? But wait, but he had he had Silence of the Lambs. That's the like it was like, yep, here he comes, motherfucker. Benedict Cumberbatch right. doesn't have that at all. Has he has he played a villain that isn't a dragon? Yeah, he played the um, villain in uh, the second Star Trek. Uh, yeah. Con. Oh yeah. Has he played like a villain that isn't some bullshit? Like that. That's like like a Hannibal Lecter type, where it's like a real like scary, like a like an actual villain and not just like Con. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like he needs that because I don't know. You've been whipping out uh, fucking Anthony Hopkins. So my mind went to that where it's like, I think because he always plays like a smug jerk or like a a grandiose villain. Yeah. But I would, I would love to watch him play like a a maniac, like a murderer, uh, like a really terrifying person. Well, I think because he in, in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, he's kind of sinister (laughs) or just his presence is. And again, it's probably just because I first seen him. So I had first thought of him as a kind of a sinister person. It uh, it, it might be because he and has then he that, never lived up to that. It might be because he has that craggy, dark voice and small eyes. Like he might not actually be that ferocious. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Right. He sure. just he, he just he just looks like a, a reptilian king. Right. He looks right. the part, but I don't know that I feel the vibe of him being the part like for instance every part you want to give to him imagine if he gave it to tom hardy you know i, I think it's like ooh, he'd fuck that up yeah i just you know? i mean i, just I would up. Lo- yeah <laughs> i would love to give uh uh fucking sherlock holmes and doctor strange to tom, tom hardy. hardy fucking bad uh, those parts <laughs> doctor strange that would be a different a different <laughs> yeah, they would yeah. all be profoundly different I don't, I don't, yeah i don't know if these all i don't know if these all work fucking con tom hardy con sure he's already been in star trek <laughs> the once. man's basically Doing some fucking the man's voice. carved out of rock let him play bronson let him play tom hardy as bronson in all those parts i'm way in on that shit <laughs> way in on it tom hardy is a dragon sure oh well, he could do that part that's not impossible he could do that they wouldn't even have to cgi him mm-hmm. just laying on the gold without a shirt By the way, on i mean i don't want to send you over into a dave gasm but like also nicholas cage would have been kind of hilarious as smog the dragon yeah sure. obviously yeah, that's I, yeah, yeah. maybe that's... it went without saying but i did say it <laughs> so <laughs> anyway 
Yeah, this this trailer, uh, the Mauritanian. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. Sure, it looks it looks like it's probably important. I don't know. I don't we'll know. See. It wants to be important. <laughs> that should it, be the tagline. Yeah, it looks like it's, it's probably, probably important. important. I don't know. We'll see. I want to say that by the way, Benedict Cumberbatch's character's name in it is Stew Couch. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Like a thing you right. sit on. Oh, like stew couch. This, oh, that's what this rem- that's the thing I wanted to say about this. So like also casting Jodie Foster in this part reminds me of like one of the things that I fundamentally get frustrated with in Hollywood, which is so Hollywood always wants to like have a sure thing when it makes a movie now. Right? Like mm-hmm. they don't want to take yeah. big risks. So like there's an algorithm that spits out this movie. The thing that frustrates me about this is it spit out as part of the algorithm and Jodie Foster reprises her role as Clarice in this part like that's kind of what this role is you know what i mean it's like sort of like seeing the terrible person and like having compassion on him and like being out of her depth a little bit and sort of giving the same vibe but just now she's a little older and it's like that's such an old movie and such an old trope to draw on and jodie foster is more Mm -hmm. and i know i'm just bored of that you know, like I don't know. I, I got her to. Yeah, no, I got the opposite vibe from that. I, I I feel like she's more like the like the Scott Glenn character from Silence of the Lambs in this movie. The who's Scott Glenn play? He plays uh, Jack Crawford, her boss. No, but she's the one pushing the envelope. She's the engine of this, right? Who's like, no, we have to do this. And Shailene Woodley's like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be that person. Uh, she's. She's bringing some of that pe- part back here. I feel like people are making that connection in their brain somewhere. And that's like, Maybe. that frustrates me. I'm like, why? Like, like I like Jodie Foster. I don't need that for this movie. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I might be wrong. Let's, let, let's move on. <laughs> Equinox. The next trailer. The next trailer is for Equinox. Mm-hmm. Is this a, this is a series? Uh, I think it's a film. It's some German-ass thing. Uh, the the Germanness of it absolutely delighted me. <laughs> it's a series. It's, it's a TV a series. series. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm so into this. I shit. like I like the hook. Yeah, where it's it's yeah. this, it's this lady who is a DJ and she gets a call in, and it's this person who's like, I know what happened to your sister. I was there. I saw the dis- You know, like I, I I know what happened. And then he just hangs up. Uh, yeah, and she's like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah. Um. And then it has to do with like weird vo- vortexes or other worlds or something. There looks like some creepy shit going on. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they did a lot of work to make that creepy shit into something super compelling. Uh, mm-hmm. they, but you know, they did the tropes like you know, lady in a bath, and uh, you know, we're out in the woods, and creepy person's head pops mm-hmm. out, and all that shit. The yep. thing that was really uh, the all star of this trailer, aside from it's German is uh, mm-hmm. the woman's performance when she, like, the, the yes. performance is really, really well, strong. That's, uh, yeah. that's that's what gives me hope, is they knew in the trailer, like, let's mainly show her performance yeah. in yeah. this yeah, teaser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, she's killing Yeah, it. she's very good at uh, it. She's, <gasps> that's what makes the other imagery spooky. Right, 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 right. It's the, her. Yeah, the hook of that scene makes the, makes me... Yeah, into like everything else that they show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this is. I just have I have one what? stupid question. It's dumb. I I admit it. Are you like? Are you some percentage more willing to give this faith, like believe in this, just because it's not an American film or story? Well, no. It's okay. I kind of am. I think. 
Okay. Yeah, I kind of am, I think. Not not just this, but in general, I, I think I'm like, ooh. You know. I've explored, like, uh, foreign, like, series. Um, what's that one? Dark, I think it's called yeah, or something. Yeah, it's also German. There's, yeah. Uh, yeah, them Germans, they're they're good at this. They're coming they're coming in. They're coming in. Coming in uh, strong. Well, yeah. This is also only six episodes, which okay. I appreciate. Oh, okay. I'm a cool. Fan I, of that. I, I assume they're telling like a very specific story. Um, but what I was going to get to is what I found like ex- looking around is that it's hit or miss. It's like every other TV, yeah, sure. you know, where it's like some shows are like, oh, you're just doing a mixed mystery box, but in your language. Okay. Uh, but I do think once... I've, the thing about like foreign films uh, is that like it feels like when they get on the radar, it means they're really good. Yes. It doesn't mean that foreign films Correct. are really good. It's just that when Netflix or whatever is like, oh, we got to really advertise this. Mm-hmm. Um, they know it's like, yeah, this is we got to push this on right. a lot of people. They've, because they've it's filtered good. this to a degree that it's like if it's got all the way to my eyes, which are not looking for this. Uh, right, it must be something, and then the perf- like that plus what? performance equals ag is into this. Right, <laughs> and I guess that's a shame because it it means that like our access generally to foreign uh, films and TV is through like popular vote. You know, um, what producers or what uh, people just start talking about. But like, yeah, it, it checks out. So that I guess that's why I think. Yeah, statistically, they they seem to be better. I mean, yeah, and that's just sort of as speaking as a former blockbuster employee. Uh, our uh-huh. eight film foreign section, all eight of those films were excellent because uh, they, right. they, those are the best ones because that's the only things people would rent. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. Yeah. It's all. It's all the. It's all, can... all the shit that got nominated for Oscars right. and stuff. Right. right. I used to. Me and a friend used to because we had like that that indie video store. Uh, we used to go in the basement and they had sections for every country and we just randomly pick stuff. And that was really interesting because it was like, yeah, you'd find a lot of like good stuff and then you'd find a lot of mediocre right, of shit. Uh, but it was still entertaining. It was just like, oh yeah, we watched a French romantic comedy tonight. <laughs> was it good? Eh. Not really. Yeah. But we eh. watched eh. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make it instantly interesting. I, I maybe I maybe I my brain just knows like there's a better chance of me loving this, you know. Right, if it's made it this far, yeah. 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 If it's if it's a small film like this as has achieved international distribution, yeah, it's, or right. small series like I this. I also feel like it might be this. Yeah, the size of it is another reason why it's gotten this far. Because like there was another thing that was similar to this, uh, where there was a guy who was like working a helpline. And he got a phone call from somebody who kidnapped his wife or something. It was a movie. It was also European. Yeah, I still, I st- yeah, yeah, I want to see that. I know what I, you're yeah, talking about. I remember it. It has a similar feeling to this. And although I don't think there was like you know supernatural shit, but like the other genius thing of it was that it was like kind of contained, which this sort of looks. This looks pretty contained. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think there's that might be part of why it's so successful because it's like scaled yeah. down correctly. So I don't know. Does it bum you guys out to know that your favorite movie ever might be in a language that you'll never speak and you'll never see it? Because they just make so many movies. The world. Mm-hmm. So like your, your, the movie that would complete you, you, you might never cross paths with. I mean... Uh, does, that, does that bum you out? 
in the sense that uh, I, I also don't plan on marrying anyone. Uh, you know what I mean? So does that give you an answer about how I feel about destiny with things like that? You know? They're the no. same. It's the same. Meeting, meeting okay. a soulmate is the same idea as your perfect movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no. movies are more important. So <laughs> That's true. I was that's going accurate. with that. Yeah, that's accurate. We should probably move on. We should, to yeah. We should move on to this last one. Is that too dark? Oh, I apologize. Acts. No, no, that wasn't too dark. No, it was we're just, I want to talk about destiny. I, I, could, I, could, I could feel myself stepping into that <laughs> void, and I was like, I should probably Turn get back, out Dave. of it. I got to pull back. Pull back. Turn back, Dave. Back to base, yeah. Dave. Uh, small Axe, Red, White, and Blue. This is um, a series of... There's a few trailers out there. Um, I just picked one because mm-hmm. this is a bunch of movies. This is John Boyega. Yeah, it's five short films. And oh. I think uh, uh, Steve, uh, Stephen... Oh, shit. Is it Stephen McQueen? Yes. Steve I think McQueen. it's... Uh, I believe it's Steve McQueen. Okay. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Okay. Yeah, he's he's producing it. And I'm, I'm not sure if he's directing any of them, but I know this is like a big project for him. I didn't know they were short. And that, that doesn't bum me out, but I'm a, like, ah. A little bit, uh, because this looks compelling as Wait, shit, and I kind of wanted it to be a full. This trailer is for five thing. films. No, this is I think one this trailer is must be just for, for just okay, one. Okay, yeah, them. yeah. I was like, whoa. Also, I'm very confused. All right, fair enough. I think uh, it the, it looks like it's framed like episodes, so I think they're all. I don't know. This says it's an hour and twenty minutes. So, uh, so maybe it's maybe not it's that short. Antholo- well, that's a feature, so maybe it's an anthology. Yeah, it's a, Wait. it's a it's an anthology film series. It says created and directed by Steve McQueen. Ooh, okay. Oh, oh. Aha. Oh. And written. Yeah. Uh, it's um, it's uh, distinct stories about the lives of West Indian immigrants in London during the 60s and 70s. It's already aired in, on the BBC in the UK. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I Yeah, it's this is coming out I think on the 4th when this podcast comes out. I think it'll be out on on, uh, on the Amazon on Prime, all. yeah. Yeah, uh, I really dig John Boyega as an actor. Uh, mm-hmm. I like this role for him because it seems like it's going to be a good sort of depiction of his range. Uh, yeah, there's nothing to dislike about this movie, but I will say about it that uh, it's about a conflict that I feel a little like something about it makes me uneasy as a movie watcher and not uneasy like uh like afraid of the topic uneasy like this might be more bland than i want it to be uh uh-huh. i can't put my finger on exactly why uh but you know what I mean? did you guys get that feeling am i crazy no no lightsabers yeah there's no lightsabers no i didn't get that <laughs> feeling just because just because i have no idea what this conflict is well, it looks like uh, so. I, I have I have no expectation attached to it other than just oh, it looks like an intense drama featuring people that I like. It looks like he so. joins the police, uh, uh-huh. which means it's sort of a betrayal of his culture, right? And it is the true story of Leroy Logan, who saw his father assaulted by two policemen, motivating him to join right. the police and to change it right. from within. I mean, I don't know. I'm that. I'm rock hard for oh, that. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, just because I don't know. I, I love dramas like this. I, I, it's it's it's, you know, I, it's why I I fucking 
stick on stupid Aaron Sorkin stuff. Like I like it when it's one person making a difference. Um, <laughs> and you're you're not too cynical uh, for that. So you, you you don't find you don't find. Oh, that. I can I can I can let I can let it go for well not for Sorkin. Uh, Sorkin is too naive, but like I still watch it because it's funny. But like uh, it, I don't know. It depends on how this is done. You know, I think with Steve McQueen in charge, um, I don't think it'll be a naive story. Okay, uh, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of faith, uh, but not an amount that bothers no. me. Uh, that I, maybe that's my concern about it is like I you know uh, I I worry about a story about reforming the police from within right now, but but uh, I need to be maybe more open minded than that. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. I just I I definitely know what you're saying. Yeah, um, I, I totally get that. Yeah, that it's that just yeah. This this based on a true story. I don't know. I'm I it's have a different uh, time. And again, this is this is just one of the right, stories right, of too. So I'm it's not just like on this and saying it's bad. I'm just saying like we're, this is a thing we're seeing more and more of is sort of like let's go back into an earlier time to investigate issues that are sort of contemporary, but do it in this with this sort of right. safe distance so that like it's it's actually not that that sort of progressive or daring of a film. Like the ultimate, the ultimate bad example. Of this is the Green Book, right? Like that's that's the ultimate bad example. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And, right. and I'm not for a lot of 100%, reasons. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But that was the intent of Green Book. Was like, let's go back into the '60s and tell a modern story. That's what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not here to judge this because I haven't seen it, and I like the actors, and I like the director, and I even am okay with the story. But my eyebrows raise because of that issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I think I think yeah. I think it no, should be, honestly. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I. I guess this specific one, I, I'm, I know what you're saying. I just have, uh, I'm optimistic about this one. Right, I'm way more optimistic about a filmmaker like Steve McQueen making yeah. a film a series of films about this subject than i am about one of the fucking Farrell brothers uh, they're not they're <laughs> not the same yeah, yeah they're yeah. not the same i agree <laughs> trying to trying to tackle this shit. they're not the same but i am trying to identify what is kind of a trend uh yes it's definitely a trend and i mm-hmm. think that's on the producers right because yeah. they're the ones scooping all this no, shit up mm-hmm. it's it's, um, it's bigger than the that. trial of the chicago seven was that too where a Sorkin fucking protest movie. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with Adam. It's a little, it's a little broader than that because like Sorkin and like Steve McQueen here, they're not producers scooping up. They're they're people. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're calling this. the shots. Oh, yeah, they're calling the shots. But again, they're they're existing in a context where making something that has risk attached is harder than it used to be. You know, like, mm-hmm. like yeah, this is the yeah. this is the result of like again and again it's boomer serving on some level. You know, like like perhaps the story ends up having right. a more modern sensibility to it in a lot of ways. But like, look when it is, and look ultimately whose story it is. You know, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I just think I don't know why am I making such a stand about this. I I just that that I my eyebrows raised. That's it. I said it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No. That's totally. It's totally valid point. Yeah. I don't know. I'll Me keep too. Watching I will watch them. this. I. I. I uh, I'm not opposed to watching it. I will watch it. You know. He's had. You know. Maybe Michael Fassbender Schlong will be in it. Oh man. I hope it's so. been in one oh. of his movies. Yeah, like it's that's a shame. So so like yeah, there could be. You know, 
He should he should have done that for it's all always, his there's movies. There's always a chance. Once it happens once, there's always a chance. There's always yeah, a chance. It's, it's yeah. on, now it's on the right. table. Yeah, you can't it's, rule it's it out. Songs you on can't the rule table. It out. Yeah, it's, you can't you yeah. can't put you can't put Fastbender's dick back into Pandora's it box. Go, it exactly. Go in a corner. Uh, yeah, you can't put that you can't put that <laughs> dick genie back into the bottle. Um, oh man, let's move on. All right. Well, we got some more producers before we get into news stories. Let's do that then. Um, uh, thank you to thanks for having Jason Pargin on. Here's twenty five bucks. Woo. Thank you. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Woo. Thank you very much. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Oh yeah. Thank you to Andrew. Andrew, how how? Mm. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you to John Munez. Mm. Thank you to Wavy Rancheros. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Dr. DNA. Oh, shit. What? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Thank you. He went yeah. to med Graduated school medical Mr. school. Mr. DNA wow. became Dr. DNA. Wow. Um, nice. Either med school or like became an and evil villain. We don't know. That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Lauren Gucci. Thank you very much. All right. Let me swoop in here. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thank you to Grumble B. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Tux. Thank you. Thank you to Shepard Mulch Diggums. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you, Norm. Thank you to Davey Francis. Thank you. Thank you you to Space McNulty. That one really grows on you over time. It really does. Uh, I love Space McNulty. Or as Bubbles calls him, Space (laughs) McNutty. Yeah, McNutty. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, Thank you to Hiram. Hiram, and thank you. thank you to oh great it's that guy thank you mm. all right okay so the biggest news of the week arguably is warner brothers warner media swooping in here uh, early thursday morning well not early early west coast uh and just fucking casually saying yeah we're gonna put our entire slate of 2021 films uh, in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. Yeah, we're about to, we are nuking your plans uh, over the holidays. <laughs> Hope you're yeah. ready. Uh, we have, the launch codes have uh, been initiated. Uh, yeah. So that means everything. Dune, The Matrix, Matrix 4, 4, The Suicide Squad. The Matrix 4! There's no reason mm-hmm. for me to think that's going to be good. Don't care. I'm getting fucking logged in, baby. <laughs> I'm logging in for it. Hell yeah jacking myself I, back oh, into the matrix baby i think it's incredible i think it's incredible they mentioned matrix 4 because i i assume the moment theaters like the the, the covid is gone they're gonna be like never mind uh that's my assumption they certainly can yeah but this is a hell of a this is wait, this is man. a hell of a grenade to it lob. really is i can't wait to watch dune on an iWatch. Yeah, uh, oh, that's my, yeah, no. my ideal yeah, that's viewing. My, goal. my ideal viewing experience. So yeah. briefly, yeah. if they're on HBO Max, and I, I read this article, but like, if you have a subscription to HBO Max, that's all you have to pay to watch these movies. Correct. Yeah. So, like, is the assumption then that they're going to increase their subscriptions? Is that the entire gamble here? This is a one hundred percent. It's twofold, and it's the same reason they did it. They uh, are doing the same thing with Wonder Woman 1984. This is to uh, drive subscribers to HBO sure. Max, um, and it's because it's up in the air right now. The only way these right, studios right. can generate revenue is through streaming. So this, this is just yeah. like at least we can make some money on it, right? Correct. So like they don't yeah. hope. To, this yeah. is not like a. Like this is not a bold new step with potentially bigger this, revenues. This, this is a this is a stopgap. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
And also, I get like, I get like heavy, uh, like worm tongues stabbing Saruman vibes, where like theaters used to be good to them, and then like they just haven't put out hits in a while, uh, and they're just like, fuck it, burn it all down. Oh yeah, I know it's not. I know it's. I know it's not that. I know it's just that they don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. But like, w- of course, WB is the one to kill yeah. theaters. Oh, they're yeah, uh, they're they're they've been goblins ever since the acquisition yeah. went through earlier this and year. Just wait till yeah. theaters come out yeah. and just be like, you know. But we do have an army, just like Saruman did. And then fucking Wormtongue exactly. is going to be crying all over themselves for releasing this shit early. Mm, it's going right. to be going to be going to be booing. <laughs> just um, I mean, AMC, AMC. If you've been following uh, this whole theater debacle through the pandemic yeah, yeah. Uh, amc ceo uh adam aaron has uh been extremely vocal during this entire period um frequently putting his own foot in his mouth yeah um yeah. but he, he this dude he was pissed i've kind of enjoyed i kind of I mean, enjoyed the out. george costanza vibe of all the theater managers just like well I guess we're gonna die out here. Like I just because yeah. that's the vibe. Yeah. I really liked it. There's all yeah, right. when it's George Costanza driving his uh, in-laws to his fake <laughs> house in the Hamptons, <laughs> <laughs> just committing to it. I guess we're going to the Hamptons. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I love it. The, two solariums right. is a real find. There's no, there's no heroes here. Um, there are victims, which I'd say is indie theaters, but like. It's that thing of like when Netflix was like, we're mailing you DVDs. And then they just started to slowly look at the internet and they're like, okay, we need to change right now. Uh, and it's it's wild to me that companies like AMC didn't think the same thing. Like it, they've had dec- like a decade to realize which way the wind is blowing. Way longer. Uh, and they've just been like, we're, we're never going to die. And then they're like, what the fuck? So like they well, should. They I sh- mean. This should have gotten on top of this, um, is what I'm saying. I know that it's it's not as simple as that because it's, it's, they don't make their own content, so they're at the mercy. Yeah, like it was a it was a situation where like they're way expected to release just, things just briefly, in way longer than a decade. When I was at Blockbuster, and this yeah. this is Jermaine. When I was at Blockbuster in 2001, one of the things they were doing was like trying to figure out how to create a streaming service to compete with Netflix. Now, Block, Blockbuster oh, yeah. also doesn't make content, but they do. They they were thinking right. about how can I change platforms. There is absolutely no reason why AMC couldn't have gotten into the VOD business or something. Well, that yeah, that's the thing. Amazon for the longest time wasn't making content. They, they were, were just shopping. Being like, yeah, right. we'll just yeah, and so there could have been AMC could have done that for rentals, and then slowly you know transitioned or or worked to like figure something out um uh, again it's this same thing with blockbuster the victim was indie video stores that couldn't do that shit um and so there's a a great sadness in the fact that there's theaters you know stuff like the arc light and stuff that's going to be lord knows what they're going to be able to do um not that the arc light is indie but you know they're not about to start their own streaming service that's going to be a nationwide phenomenon and so i i it's just you know it's a shame because like i mean i love watching movies in theaters as do you right and everybody who makes movies uh their dream is to see it their movie in a theater and so like i get that 
and I mean, I certainly feel that way. Like, man, I, I want to see a movie I make in a theater. Like, you know, that's my dream. And maybe that dream is no longer possible. Like, maybe that's maybe that's possible. It's I think most people do like going to the theater, right? Because everybody talks about it. It's like, yeah, you go, you get the popcorn. It's an experience. Yeah. You're seeing what strangers experiencing, like, you know, big blockbuster films. Um, but I think everybody also likes getting together with your friends, ordering some food and watching a movie together, you know? Um, I think it's just going to, it's going to kill the multiplex, right? Like, I think oddly enough, mm. we might go back to like single screen theaters that play like the new Marvel film. Well, they like, can't, but they can't, they can't get, the, they can't get the rights to display those films usually. Uh, like that might, that's probably... I, I mean, it would be it would be a fundamental change. I'm just saying that, like, what this kills more than anything is the multiplex. I think the, the multiplex the, is going to be the only thing to survive. Yeah, but there. It, yeah, I guess so. Because you, well, you, no, you're not you can't stay open only sorry. only showing one movie. I guess I'm saying conceptually, um, not. Yeah, you're right. It's because the multiplexes are big enough to survive too. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what this does, right? Is that we're going to see an audience that's like, oh, I'm not going to see that in theaters. Oh, I'm not going to see that in theaters. Oh, I won't see that in theaters. And then every now and then there'll be a movie where they're like, well, shit, I got to go see that in theaters. So that's it's what just going to be people. That's what they do right now before the pandemic. That's why we don't. Yeah. That's why we don't have mid, but it's mid-budget be the movies same. anymore. Yep. Yeah, that's true. But it's going to be. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be more the same. Like, I don't think horror movies at a certain point will be released in theaters. Maybe it depends. It, this is, it'll, I don't think, I think it's going to start whittling down. Genres. Well, it's already doing that. It's been doing for, that for 10 years. Yeah. It's already doing that. It's been doing that for a uh, while. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, that's like, true. this, it's really not like a, there's no, it's, there's no crystal ball, but also it's not a mystery. Cause we've seen what's going to happen. Uh, and that is yep. that like, essentially we're going to whittle things down to the tentpole movies only. That's what's going to be in the theaters of any kind. Yeah, this uh, this is accelerating. Right, and that. like you know, then the, the move. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the movie business is going to have to figure out how to make more money on uh, online venues. They're going to have to do that. Uh, and I have a little bit of good news for you, gentlemen. That's good for us. That's good for. That's it good is. For oh us. yeah, it that's actually a good day is, for yeah. us. Oh, streaming has been. Streaming's been great for the indie market yeah. too. It's great for yeah. that's I this is it's it reminds me of like say going from coal and oil to uh sustainable energy. It's better in the long run, but there's going to be some real hard times yeah. in between where people are going to lose jobs and the industries are going to shift. It's progress. It's natural progress because like you guys are saying this was pre-pandemic that we it was already going in this direction. So it's not like the pandemic, uh, like changed what was already happening. Um, it's not an anomaly. This is just them rushing the, the natural progress. It's just, you know, this is not even close to the largest change that's going to happen in the movie business from the pandemic. Like, like set safety and the cost to make movies is going to be a much more dramatic change in filmmaking than yeah. the theaters because we've seen this coming. Like, the pandemic is going to change a lot of things more than movies. You know, like schools and businesses are going to be much more dramatically changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to minimize what mm-hmm. you're saying. I'm saying, like, people are are kind of reacting to this. Like, this is, a, like, really surprising news. And it's like, 
this is one of the least surprising consequences of the pandemic, I think. <laughs> out of yeah, I think. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to go off yes, on a tangent, do. but like, okay. right in your heart. Well, I think, I think it's uh, technology has accelerated in the last right. twenty years more than it usually does when it comes to stuff like entertainment and music and movies. And I think, uh, I think it's just feels more shocking for that reason. Uh, and then the pandemic has rushed it along even more. And it reminds me of when they talk about nostalgia during wars is that nostalgia was a really emotional thing. It was seen as almost like a, a disorder because people would go to war and they'd come back and their, their towns would be gone their lives would be different. And obviously I'm not comparing us to that, but I think that's why we're, we we're such a nostalgic generation is because things have changed true. very quickly. Uh, and I think this is one more thing on top of like, you know, like, like, uh, I don't know. This is a bigger topic. So I don't, I kind of want to move Do you on. Know how much that. time I spent on rewind machines in my life, Dave. <laughs> right and like how long hours yeah i bought my own adam Ooh. so that i wouldn't i wouldn't wear out the the heads of my how many, vcr how many tapes how many tapes uh, see. how many tapes my yeah. rewinder wow Zero. you had a good one mm-hmm. uh here's what you do uh you just don't rewind them yeah and you, then just, return yeah, you it. just throw it away you, and then me, go buy a new right. one that's, yeah that's by the way is my brother's dream for being rich with cars like, if you ever got really rich, he's like, I want to buy a fleet of 70s boats, like 70s old boat cars, park them wherever I want. You don't right. like that? Keep it. <laughs> that's, that's his dream. Yeah, it's your it's your, I, it's I your, love that it's your uh, By the way, Dave, I was like, I was the man who was like on the hunt for you. I was like, Inspector Clouseau to your Pink Panther, my dude. Like, if you're the guy who didn't rewind, that's who you- I was. I was like, I'll fucking find you. Uh no, so you you return it to the video store and then you uh, you move. <laughs> That's right, and, and I, you just and keep I doing the that. Principal yeah. from Ferris Bueller, like I know he lives around here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. all right. Let's let's go to this next story. Um, Van Helsing is getting a reboot from the director of Overlord, and that is probably going to be I awesome. Tell you, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I tell you the thing I thought was very surprising about this? Uh, buried in this yep. article was the sentence getting Van Helsing going was a big priority for the studio <laughs> because <laughs> really uh, that shit's never been working Dude. I don't get that <laughs> I love oh I love to imagine the studio head like in the dark watching the the, 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 the other Stephen Van Summers Helsing one. Like, yeah. so close why did it fucking work we gotta get Van Helsing off the ground the fuck didn't work it was beautiful this is <laughs> it's the, He's just, he's was, just weeping. It's glorious. <laughs> I, I we uh, the this the, like the Van Helsing and of course the Dark Universe has been the best evidence of like studio bubble at Universal. Oh hell yeah! Because Universal, <sighs> I don't know what they're like. Oh no, I sort of know because I worked at one of the theme parks. Is that they are really proud of those old monsters, and I think they, they think them, they're yeah. way more yeah, popular. Yeah, that's how it always works are. when you mm-hmm. have an IP. You think it's yeah. precious, precious gold, yeah. and it's really just a guy in a yeah. hat. That's really all Van Helsing is. <laughs> That's all yeah. Van Helsing is, guy in a hat. Guy in a hat. Uh. Oh, man. Because it is like when you're in the back like back area that they always have posters yeah. of that shit up. And it's like, no one fucking remembers this. 
No, no one was, cares. Everyone knew it was kind of a stupid movie when it came out, and then it was a stupid movie, and then uh, lots of things happened. Yeah. Like 9-11 happened, and like yeah. uh, I've gained and lost weight. Uh, lots of things have happened, really, you know? Mm, no, uh, Van Helsing is post-9-11, sir. Shit, really? Oh, yeah, that's too, oh, that's yeah. too that, that's some, that's some post-9-11. I, that's some 2004 I shit. I swore I'd never forget. <laughs> I swore I'd never forget. Uh, <laughs> and you forgot! <laughs> Look at you now, you Van Helsing son of a bitch! Uh, sure, this looks fine. Uh, I, I don't hate Van Helsing. I also don't think Van Helsing deserves for me to feel any way about it. Uh, so yeah, sure. That's 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 kind of a a big component here is that I I don't care about nah. Van Helsing at all, but the yeah. the idea of the Overlord guy doing it, I'm like, yeah, oh, sure, right. sign up. And I, I think they I think they realized finally with um the Invisible Man, like they were like, oh, we do it like that. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, let's let's like treat them like real horror. It, it looks like they're uh, it looks let's like try they're that. doing the anti Marvel thing, which is like. Hey, let's get a great filmmaker. Mm, yeah. Let them do what they want. Let's not micromanage it. And that's exactly. Exactly. all we ever wanted. And it's so, like good job. And then good job. All this dude needs to do for his Van Helsing movie is uh, cast Wyatt Russell as Van Helsing. Sure. Boom. Do it. Okay. I mean, because yeah. he's an overlord, right? So. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. There's a there's a lot of people that um, I could accept yeah. as Van Helsing. Just f f everyone's mm-hmm. eye. Yeah, he just he popped into my uh, mind yeah. just because of the Overlord right. connection. I'm Hear ready. me out. Hear me Wesley out. Snipes. Hugh yeah. Jackman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Just bring Hugh Jackman back and yeah. make it a fucking musical. Look, it was make working. Make it a musical. Yeah. Bring back Hugh Jackman. We're doing this shit. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Final story. Uh, we got. Uh, I I knew this was happening for a while, but Peter Dinklage is officially uh, to star in the reboot of the Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about this for rebooting this for a while. Yeah, it never seemed like a good idea, but Lloyd Kaufman is involved. Yeah, Lloyd Kaufman uh, and Michael Hertz are both producing. Yeah, both the trauma trauma guys. That doesn't mean they'll have much control. Well, it's com- um, it's coming from it's coming from the director of that movie. I don't feel at home in this world that, anymore. I like that movie, okay. And I think that movie has like the the tone of that movie and the fact that it's kind of this, you know, weirdly genre movie. That's it. I think the tone is right. Yeah, I never saw I, that movie. Can I just say um, this is not a property we need to be at all precious about? No hell no! It's a it's a it's a okay. fucking schlock ass splatter movie from the eighties. Well, I'm kind of precious it, about I it knew because it. I knew. Go ahead. Trauma, uh, trauma was like the first. The trauma was one of the things that got me into movies. Yeah, because it was such rebellious teenage bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tromeo and Juliet. Uh, fucking t- yeah, Toxic Avenger. Um, I had a VHS of Toxic Avenger two, which is a terrible movie. Uh, and I guess what it is is that there's nothing interesting about the Toxic Avenger except for the trauma stuff, except for the, the, the environment in which it was made. And so that's why I'm like, oh, no, get like the director of the Greasy Strangler. Like no, that's who you need for this. Definitely don't do that. No, I think. But that's that's what trauma is. Let's like that's the, the part, thing. Let's skip to the is part like, where you decide to bring the director of that fucking tire movie on and like. 
I, of course. That's perfect. Of course it is, Dave. But that's, that's, it's the trauma makes anti movies. Uh, they, and so like, I'm, I'm happy that the trauma guys are getting paid. Uh, and that they're happy that this is getting made, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't imagine it's, it, to me, it feels like, like the red Dawn reboot where it's like, it, you can't really make this anymore. Like it was of its time and of a very specific place and style. Uh, and without that, it's kind of, uh, unremarkable. So I, that said, I love Peter sure. Dinklage in it. Um, I'm just saying that you're right. It's not hurting anybody to make this. I just, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, if you give this any sort of a budget and try to make it like either like a flat out comedy or like, a, uh, somehow like take it seriously, which I'm sure they won't do. I, I, I they seem to be talking about Deadpool or something. Yeah, in this article. They, they want use that to be the Deadpool effect. Right. But it's 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 hard. It's it's just like this is a really thin mark, like a small mark to hit uh, in order to make this work. You kind of have to divorce yourself completely from the original and just do something completely different. Uh, I it's, just uh, I think this is probably the appropriate time to make this remark, which I mean less as a jab than it'll probably sound like that. That take is why things like this are so hard to make. That opinion is what. Exa- but well, yeah. The truth of the matter is that 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 take is also what's standing in the way of getting a thing that you might like. Because like like otherwise, yeah, you, like um, it's either nothing, or it's somebody who tr- chooses to ignore that take. Those are like the two options. That's the thing is, I don't think that the, I don't think if you're look if you're gonna reboot, right. the which Doxy they are Avenger, gonna do, like if no yeah. choice. Yeah, you don't make it for people who are not. fans of the original because that's not that many people. Um, you do something completely different or weird, and I get that. I just I I think this has a very high fail probability because you think, because you think the property uh, itself is fundamentally flawed enough that because I think what I think what gave it buzz in the first place isn't the like the story right. So no, uh, no, so no the toxic again, event. What you're saying is the the property itself only really works in the way that you've seen it done and right and yeah i get it yeah i understand that I'm, i don't disagree with that at all but i have no opinion about this and having never seen it but my only response to that is yeah that's because they're accepting the parameters of the product the way that it used to be uh it could be right something it's completely just like different. A, a, like i'm trying to think of other comparisons like um well, another trauma film, Cannibal the Musical. You wouldn't want to remake that because it's kind of who's involved and how they did it. That's a that's um, a very different thing. This, I mean, this I don't fundamentally think goes back to like uh, the reason we don't have a Swamp Thing movie, right? Like, like a good Swamp Thing movie, right? Or like uh, the reason why some, like even Deadpool, why those things take so long to get made and then like uh, studios have to have such kid gloves with them is that people sort of believe that what I think is a false dichotomy, which is either you do it the way that I've seen that works or I, it can't work. And really there's so many other possibilities than that. Uh, because like all the toxic Avenger is, is a set of tropes. That's really all it is. Like, and it's not very many tropes, honestly. It's an origin story at best. So, like, you can do fucking anything you want with this. 
why not? Right. Like who? Again, um, you said there's not even that many fans. So who am I offending? I'm again. I'm not saying that like it's offensive right, right. to do it. Uh, right, another comparison is the Japanese Hausu film. Imagine remaking Hausu, uh, and just doing it like a horror movie. Uh, suddenly it's just not remarkable. Well, again, and that's assuming that the movie itself that was made was not remarkable. Right? That's the assumption of of this this thought exercise, right? Is imagine I took Tox Avenger and make an average movie of it. See, it's an average movie. It's like, well, wait, who says it has to be an average movie? There's nothing about it that has to be an average movie. That's no, yeah. They if they do something yeah, really fucking it. weird or there's, different, there's with it, to yeah, then it'll work. That's the the director, uh, uh, the involvement of the trauma guys, and adding. Uh, like Peter Dinklage is not an obvious no, I, choice. No, that's actually um, the reason I would. Oh, I think I think yeah, he's a really too. good choice. No, uh, I mean the, the more the, again, I, I I wrote this this news piece up for Collider, and it's that's kind of how I went at it. Like at first, I was like, that's that's a really unexpected choice, and the more I thought about it, I was like, this choice fucking rules. So it's like I'm I think they are gonna do something really weird and different, and like. Just and that I think that's all the toxic adventure has to be. It's just fucking yeah. crazy, right? It's just that is a that is a wow. Right. I mean, <laughs> like I, I honestly would like to see more of our mainstream superheroes treated like this. Like I like I'm like personally, I know that I'm in the minority, but like I'd love to see a Batman adaptation that's like fuck all your expectations on Batman, uh, every single one of them. Uh, fuck you, I'm not going to try to please you at all. I'm going to make something that I think is interesting. And most of you might hate it. Or a lot of you might love it and think of the character in a totally new way. This, like, micromanaged sort of, like, uh, constantly elocuted and examined process with superhero movies is creating bad movies. I feel like you haven't, you really haven't haven't seen The Toxic Avenger. I haven't at all. But but like yeah. I do know what I mean, and I do know what you mean by uh, by this argument. I don't have to have seen it to understand the argument, because it's not like I know you want it to be tied to the specifics. But no, I don't need to do that because this is the thing that happens for every superhero adaptation. Every single one of them has this fucking argument, right? Where it's like, well, I gotta do these eight things, or else it's really not Daredevil, and I don't see how they're gonna make it work. And it's like, yeah, I, sure they could, uh, yeah. The way the reason I said that is you keep saying superhero and like Doesn't I don't matter. think of the That's Toxic Avengers parsing. a superhero film. You understand film. the premise here? It's word parsing. Sure. Like all these things are so much more malleable than we treat them, and because we're not being mal- like we're not being flexible or creative with them, we're getting bad entertainment. Like this is the stuff we have to. We should be like, no, I don't want that. Right. That's, do what you want. No, that's a broad point. My point is that I, this has a low probability of working it has to be extremely weird um in a way that would turn off a lot of audiences to be the right, same be type the same of as film the as the original Correct. toxic and my point is doesn't need um, to be and if it's not if it if they just do it as like uh like a gritty reboot or like a straight up movie uh which i i trust that they won't but if they did it that way then it's unremarkable right. and people will, will definitely want to understand it. So it, they have to do something new with it, but also I think they have to, part of the spirit of the toxic Avenger and trauma in general is that is the weirdness 
and it's, the it's, kind it, of repulsiveness yeah of it. it's like chaotic anarchy yeah. and it's yeah. yeah i get that and that's that's what i mean is like a film like tromeo and juliet written by james gunn has like a monster penis scene where a penis is a monster it has a scene where a woman's pregnant stomach is opened up with popcorn in it uh it's yeah. fucking weird it's it's like we're talking about yeah, yeah. lynchian shit um and so that's what i'm saying is that it's I'm not talking about the preciousness of the fan base or like the rigidness of what it has to uh, abide to. I'm saying that it's a You're fucking that's weird film, The Toxic Correct. Avenger. I understand that. And, and, and it's remaking it is a very right. strange I, decision. I'm happy that Lloyd Kaufman and, and what's the other Michael guy? Hertz. Uh, Michael Hetz. Yeah, I'm glad they're involved. Um, but they're going to, it's just a very narrow mark well, to again hit. It, um it, for this it, i think it's a to narrow work. mark to hit if i accept the certain uh, uh, several premises that i'm arguing in general i don't think we need to be we don't need to put them on these movies one of them is that it needs to capture the spirit of the original no it doesn't like it absolutely does not have to do that uh number two that sure. it needs to appeal to any fan base that already existed no it doesn't uh, sure. Number three, that it needs to be adapted as one of the two options you gave. There's so many more options than that. There's so many more. Like, there's an infinite number of more because there's how many creators. And the other reason, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to argue with you specifically. I'm trying to like push the idea onto these kinds of conversations because I see them all the time on forums and I hear them all the time. That like, this is all mm-hmm. false binary thinking, all of it, and it's suffocating entertainment. All of that is suffocating entertainment because it's forcing these things that are actually not precious into precious places where the people don't have the freedom to maneuver and try shit, you know? And the only way they can get away with it is if they have a property nobody cares about or it's been enough time that people are ready. Like, I think the next person that makes a Star Mm -hmm. Wars movie has a fucking – what a gift to make the next Star Wars movie because, like, you're finally not shackled to the Skywalker formula. That has just that has really yeah. become boring, and like, yeah. Oh yeah, that was, shit is it, boring as shit. You know, spoilers: it's been boring since 1985, maybe even before that. Like, it, it's been boring for a very long time, and we just all paid money hoping that we'd feel the same way we did when they came out, and we don't, and we haven't. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we got all this way before finally everyone agrees is because we held the thing too preciously way back when. We we're like, well, it's got to be a Star Wars. Well, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, like, that, like to me, that's architecture. I think the I Mandalorian agree. is. I think the Mandalorian I is totally telling us agree. what it I think the Mandalorian meant. is exactly what they should have been doing with Star Wars. I also kind of wish there wasn't a Baby Yoda, but I think the Baby Yoda is getting people to watch it, so I don't blame them for that. You, you know what I mean? Like, like that's how sure. far I could get away from Star Wars. Is like maybe no Baby Yoda, also maybe no Boba Fett. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like fucking, it's just in the same place. That's it. Uh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. So right. I, don't, I don't know. I've, I've made my point. You understand. I, I, and I don't disagree that fans mostly think what you think, Dave. Mostly they do. And I know why. Because they want to know what they're going to get. Uh, yeah. I'm not speaking I as a fans fan would, with Toxic Avenger. I think fans would say is what I'm getting at. Sure. And, and like, I just, uh, I guess what I'm saying uh Again, a very like just from the logic of this story and stuff is that they have to the Toxic Avenger, if they do just a straight like I, I get that there isn't more than two options. I'm just saying that 
what will most likely happen is they're going to try to make this viable for audiences because they're making a movie. And from a producing standpoint, they're, and they got Peter Dinklage attached. Um, I just hope they give them the freedom to do right, something to really, really to, fucking to weird do with what it. What I'm suggesting, which is like, go a totally different direction. Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. But that is being, that actually is in this case being true sure, to the original. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and so that's what I'm saying is that rebooting the Toxic Avenger is a very weird thing for a studio to do because the Toxic Avenger is an extremely strange property uh, that kind of that's what made it unique and what made it have a fan base in the first place. Yeah. And so they kind of have to do that again. If they want to, if they want uh, the same experience, which going if they back want to have the same fan reaction experience thing. Yeah, I also think if they want to have any sort of success with it, just considering the the story itself. We're at the itself. hour thirty mark. Otherwise, I would spend another hour. Yeah, 30 and about we're, this. we're 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 arguing yes, in circles on this, He's so right I want to move us that. on. Uh, I love you, sure. Dave, and I'm going to fight you. Uh, just not right now. <laughs> All right, let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Friend <laughs> friendship over. Friendship over, Adam. Friendship deleted. Oh. Uh, let's thank some more producers. Let's please, guys. yes. Special thanks to Lef. Mm. Thank you very much, Lef. Uh, thank you to Nolan Mayton. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, thank you to Joshua Graves. Mm. Thank you very, very much. Thank you to normal man Andrew McGuire. Uh, thank Still you to Ozzy. Mm. Thank sometimes. you. Once in a while, Tom. <laughs> of course. <laughs> thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Woo! Thank you, Tip. Thank you to Frankly Amish. Mm, I'm going to jump in here. Thank you to Mrs. Voitis. Thank you to Ghost Thank of you. Dave Thomas. Thank you to Aaron Thank Burser. You. Thank, Thank you to you. David Knife Boot, Hinson MBA CPA. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparks Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Righteous Hand and the Lizard People Chill. Thank, Thank you, you to very Funky much. J. Thank you, Funky J. And Thank you to Pie Guy. Pie Guy. Pie Guy. All right, Dave. Pie Guy. Dave. What? Cut the <laughs> shit. No, never. Do you have a movie that deserves more hype or not? I do. I do. When was it never part I of our thing? It's always our part thing. of the spiel. I'm really liking it. Okay. Oh, that's a, oh great. Well, no, keep that's it. new. Keep that has that okay. premiered Print right that. here, right Print now. That. Circle it. You got one. All right. Um. I do have a, a movie. It's called Assassins. Mm. It's not the one with Stallone in it. Uh, this is a documentary. This is coming out December 11th, apparently theatrically. I don't believe that. Um, so I would expect it on VOD pretty quickly. Um, this is, there's nothing special about the document, like the way the documentary is made. It just looks like a this fucking wild story. Looks yes, yeah, fucking <laughs> incredible. I would pay. Yeah, this looks. Yeah, I would fascinating. pay double yeah. price to see it in a theater. Like as long as I get social distance, I would fucking try that. This looks unbelievable. If yeah, yeah, if people remember things that happened, <laughs> um, Kim Kim John uh, Un's uh, uh, brother brother. Uh, was assassinated in a Malaysian airport. Mm -hmm. And this is a documentary about that because 
my fucking god the so the woman is he had a, a woman came behind him grabbed his eyes um and apparently like put it was she had, she had poison gas. on her hands uh, like like vx yeah. nerve it's the, the rock yeah. shit <laughs> the rock shit and the motherfucker died within like minutes or like within an hour yeah she had a shirt that said lol on it mm-hmm. and she looked directly at the security cameras um and it's looks she it's like stone cold this is assassination a big story this and is a what big we story, learned, by the way. Yeah, this is a, this is a massive it story when it, it happened. Like, Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. We just watched a dictator assassinate somebody. Yeah. Yeah, in like the most cinematic way. And what and we very, what very we learned, publicly. Yes, very publicly. And what we what we learned after is that this woman and the her accomplice accomplice thought they were part of a reality prank show. And that makes so yep. much more sense totally incredible. when you watch it. Um and so they're still in prison. They're facing execution. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got had. And this is a documentary about that, about what the fuck I, happened. Uh, and it's apparently it's also like yeah. very straightforward and just doing the timeline and the explanation. Like it's not it's not a flashy yeah. or like overly sentimental documentary, which so it's not a, it's not a Michael Moore picture. Right. Which I super appreciate. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it. Yeah, because no, it doesn't it need doesn't. to be. <laughs> because it feels like yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it they just this say is what happened. astounding, <laughs> and it's like this, this is, is fucking astounding. crazy. Yeah, this 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 looks amazing. It's just so such a wild like fucking how can story. this still be happening? Yeah, we have cameras. You know what I mean? Like like sure, I, it's not eighteen hundred yeah. anymore, right. or like you know be, before that. It's like we live in a surveilled world, and like. They tricked a fucking two people into murdering with a toxic nerve agent, a a monarch mm-hmm. yeah. or sort of dictator's brother. I, I you just can't yep. believe it. And it was probably Kim Jong Un who I mean definitely who called the hit. Oh, that, I mean they, that was they, that was yeah definitely. that was the narrative yeah. at the time too. A hundred hundred percent did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that, that's uh, an interesting point, Adam, because it, the the thread in this story is that they are using the surveillance, uh, the idea of a surveilled culture, uh, yes. against that's uh, the been, people. That's been yeah. the most interesting thing from the times we've lived in these last five years, is how these tools that were intended to increase transparency and, and communication have become sort of an impenetrable fog that w- is actually doing the opposite. Uh, and surveillance is mm-hmm. one of them. I, yeah. Like that's a really f- interesting truth that we're going to start seeing more of in documentaries and entertainment. I think. Mm-hmm. I also I don't want to sound like a, like like a cynical old guy, but it's interesting. I think Borat has taught us this too: is that people will go along with anything if they think they're in like a reality TV uh-huh. or documentary. And that's and that's the that's uh, that's that's, a, that's an aspect of surveilled culture is the reality show, and then. Yeah. So that's like how they lure these two people in. Allegedly, that's this is what they're claiming happened, um, right. and that explains why she would look right into the camera because she probably thinks the, it's a the, TV camera, or I, it's like, exactly. or it's like going to be it featured I'm still in the show. Like, thoroughly confused about how they got VX agent, and like, like that part I want to understand, but I'll see it. Mm-hmm. Well, they went to Ed Harris. Ed Harris, yeah, yeah. they, they ziplined yeah, in. They got it from Sean Connery. Uh, Hans Zimmer was yeah. fucking going nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zimmer was losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, lots of boas. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. 
Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, this looks pretty great, and hopefully we'll be yeah. able to watch it I, soon. Uh, One imagines. It's weird for a documentary guys, to be, like, in theaters, and it's like, I don't, guys, I don't on, think I, so. I swear, honestly. Tell me, you, tell me I couldn't call you both up and be like, yo, let's drive to Palm Springs and fucking watch this documentary in a theater. Like, someplace where we can do it legally, right? And, like, you know, we'll all social distance and stuff. You tell me you're not going to be in on that? You tell me you're not in if I if I figure out how I mean, we can do it. Mm, I don't want to get assassinated by the coronavirus. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I don't want. I don't. We can figure it out. I'll see it at a drive-in. Okay. Uh, we could all take our cars uh, and yeah, like yeah. yell to each other mm-hmm. in the I mean, but again, uh, lot. It, you know, like just like scientifically, you can sit. We could three of us could sit in the theater. We'd be just fine. You know, what I mean? like, like you know, we don't we don't sit together. We'd sit like you know, a row apart or whatever. But we can still shout shit at each other. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we could mm-hmm. do that thing. Like maybe, we're doing a deal. Maybe we could do that thing where we deal. like rent out an yeah. entire theater. It's probably cost you like fifty yeah. bucks. You know, like uh, it costs it costs it costs oh. ninety nine, and if you split that between four people, that's like what you pay normally yeah, for a movie ticket. Guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. to watch this movie, that's totally worth it. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll you're, see. Starting to get, you're starting to get swept into uh, well, it. Okay, okay. This is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. I don't. Uh, I don't think it works that way. I, uh, when I worked at a movie theater, renting out a theater didn't mean you get to rent the movie. They're uh, because they're two different things. Right. They're two different things you're paying for. So, like, the, you'd have to buy out a movie. Well, then, I mean, AMC and other places are specifically offering this, or at least they were. Um, anyway, Ooh. anyway, uh, watch this goddamn movie, well, Assassins. Let's, exactly. let's talk about this for 40 more minutes. No, let's hold not. On. Let's not. Uh, the show oh. is over now. The yeah. show is okay. over. That is a sewed. It is well, he over. Came down, he, 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 <laughs> frothy sewed in your ears. Wait, he really guillotined, he really guillotined our, our, our hangout right there. Did you see that shit? I mean, no, someone no. has to. Right. Uh, he can hang out forever. I'll figure it out, baby. Listen. Listen, you listen, you fucks. It's ten o'clock, and I still have to edit this. We're so miserable, oh, man. We're so miserable. I want to look. I want to play Call oh, of Duty into the wee Can hours of the morning. Cowboy? Can I be a thirty-minute cowboy? We could be cowboys. We could be cowboys. Adam, yeah. Yeah. Adam, Adam. Thank you I, so much for pleasure, being on the show. I'm sorry that, it, uh, that my presence is always half torture for you, Tom. Not uh, sorry, but never sorry. And you know I love you, and you're you're my cowboys forever. Uh. Yeah, you gotta plug. Oh, you gotta plug. Uh, plug you it. know, come on over to plug Small Beans. Uh, we can use you. Uh, we got a Patreon there. We'd love mm-hmm. to see any of your interest, uh, financially or just your eyes. Uh, I have three podcasts there. One is One Upsmanship mm-hmm. with Michael Swim about video games. Another is Director Piece Theater with Abe Epperson about the tactics that directors use to tell their stories. And also, the third is I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours with Maggie Mae Fish, which is sort of about us being buds. Uh, you can see all that shit there. I got a website, ganserfilms.com. You can go see some old crack videos without the ads, so welcome there. And, uh, you know, one Woo! day movie theaters uh, will have my movie, and then I will insist that they stay open. Yes. <laughs> uh, Beautiful. Dave, tell them what we got going on. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. For $5 a month, you get exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Mm. Uh, there's other tiers, too. You can you can look around, shop around, see what you like. 
Uh, do it. Do, do the it. thing. Um, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed, where you can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, uh, posters, all kinds of shit. We're adding new stuff pretty regularly now. Uh, so, uh-huh. so check that out. Do it. Check, check it oh, out. Right. Everyone say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.